1: Let me just start this off by asking, what was that garbage? That garbage was WWE. Folks, thank you for tuning into the Squared Circle Journal podcast. Um, But let me just start off by saying, if you're wanting something to affirm your fandom in the WWE, if you're wanting something to you know, agree with your opinion that the show was great, (laughs) shut it off now. (laughs) This is not the podcast for you. This is not the podcast. This is not the night. That was a big pile of garbage. And I've been sitting here with hiccups for the past five minutes because I feel like I've had the air knocked out of me from how horrible that show was. Let's see. Let's start with Twitter. I put up a poll about 10 minutes ago. I already got 73 oh, no. votes. And you guys are all over the board with this. How would you grade Survivor Series? 15% say A. 23% say B. 29% say C. And between D and F, there is 33% of your votes for the majority that most of you guys think this show sucked. I would tend to agree with that. Um... It was pretty bad. Uh, we really got to run through this whole thing. Yep. And what a headache. But let's go ahead and do it. Um, let's start you know, with the pre-show. Yeah. And I mean, you let's know, start with the good part well. of the night. Let's push in the pre-show. Um, Tag Team Survivor Series elimination match. The Usos, New Day, Sanity, the Good Brothers, and the Colones. Where did they come from? Nobody knows. Defeated the Revival, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. The Lucha House Party, who are cruiserweights. The Ascension and the B-Team.
0: B-Team, B-Team, go, go, go.
1: And when they were telling me to go, 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 I should have taken that advice. I should have went and I should have turned it should have went. Yeah. Um, this was, in my opinion, um, first of all, it's hard for me to care about. And I feel like this podcast is going to be all over the place because that's exactly how this show was. It was all over the place.
0: Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty bad.
1: It, it was horrible. <laughs> um, the revival looked pretty good. Um,
0: yeah, the revival. And the revival's
1: yeah. always great, to be honest. They were, and, and I liked kind of how they were branching out in their moveset a little they, bit. There was a sense of desperation there. Oh, yeah. Um, they were showing
0: some great tag team wrestling, and I feel like it was because this is the only chance they really
1: have been given
0: to uh, put on a product. Yeah. Um, and I, I have my own, like I said earlier with the other shows, I have my own qualms about what, what was going on. But uh overall that may have been the best match of the night (laughs) so yeah i can see where michael cole was confused and saying that it didn't count that
1: is probably the stupidest thing i have ever heard (laughs) is your pre-show that irrelevant to where you don't even count that. You, you got your teams wearing the Raw shirts. You got your teams wearing the SmackDown shirts. And that doesn't count? Doesn't because count. It's the, because it's on the pre-show? Um, all
0: right, we're to start to talk about this match. Um, Number one, this is what my daughter picked up on. And I tend to have to agree with her on this. Even though I think... The Lucha House Party has been showed maybe once or twice on Raw, maybe three times. Technically, anybody that's part of 205 is part of Raw, but we got the Lucha House Party. And my daughter's like, what the hell are they doing on there? (laughs) I tend to agree. But then on the SmackDown side, as you have pointed out, you've got the Colognes what the hell are they doing on there? We never see them on SmackDown. <laughs> I tend to agree. Why were they even involved in any part of the show? Um, so so I mean I mean we get down to we get down to the Usos versus the revival. And for the most part it was uh, a fun tag endeavor, but I really have to ask the magic word of the day where was the psychology? Where was the psychology? Uh, I could you see you? there's a point where the revival Dawson is getting Uh, atomic dropped and Dash Wilder is tagged in and um, it's a blind tag the Uso doesn't see it or no no I'm sorry it wasn't the Uso this was still with the New Day the New Day was still involved in it at this point Xavier Woods didn't see it The blind tag was pointless, for one. what heel needs a blind tag to get in? All he would have to do is he'd be close enough and Dash Wilder should have just clapped his hands. Referee looking the other way, Wilder claps his hands, comes into the ring. Yep. The psychology of that is that you have the heel who does cannot tag in. Say so he's not close enough to really tag yet. Wilder claps, comes in referee turns and looks. Hey, what are you doing in here? We tagged. And the referee believes him. Yep. I is classic
1: heel psychology. Yeah. When's the last time we saw something like that?
0: Oh, tonight was the perfect opportunity for it. In all honesty. Um, and if they built it up throughout the match, the fans would have been really—you know—the fans would catch on to it. We don't see this enough, but the fans would catch on to it to the point where they would be like, "Don't oh, come on, ref! You gotta—he didn't tag, right?" Um, yep. So then, even even after the, the blind tag, Wilder comes in and Xavier just beats them both down, and it was like, "What was the point of the blind tag?" What's the point of of any of this if you're not getting any heat on the heels? You can, if the heels don't have heat. The face can't make a big a big comeback, and and I, I it just was mind boggling to me that that happened in the match. They're so close to the end. Um, there really wasn't you know that that aspect or regard to oh man the the heels are going to win, you know, I mean, I I think everybody knew the Usos were going to win the match. Um, And I hate that. I hate that aspect that you don't believe the heels are going to win unless the heels are so, you know, over um, as far as they're positioned. Um, So, I mean, it was, it had the potential, it had the fun spots and everything. But it felt like it was so cramped, they were just having pinfalls, like l- the Luchadors beating uh, the Good Brothers.
1: Ridiculous. Horrible. Uh, do you know if Kalisto was actually injured? What, what I do
0: not. I don't know. But they they let the other guy replace him, um, which was like, oh, okay, we're doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that seemed odd to me, and even mm-hmm. the commentary uh, regarding that incident seemed kind of awkward. Um, talking about whether or not they could you know, do the Freebird rule or how misapplying what the Freebird rule is—it was—it was weird. It came off really awkward. Um, yeah, but overall, you know, I would have preferred if the revival picked up the win, um, but of course, not. Um, it was a decent match, but. I don't know if it really matters. I mean, first of all, WWE doesn't think it matters. Uh-huh. So why should I think it matters?
0: Right. That was my biggest thing is like, well,
1: if it doesn't matter, why have the match? Right. <laughs> it's pointless. It's a waste of time. Um. So, unfortunately, if they don't think it matters, I'm not going to think it matters. So... So be it. Um, so that was our kickoff show.
0: That was the match. kickoff show, and then uh, the first match of the the main show, I guess you would call it. I don't even know why they have a, a difference of it now. Really, um, was the women's? I believe.
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was the women's. Match, uh, Nia Jack, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, and Tamina defeating Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, um, Sonya, and Mandy. For me, I think the
0: uh, biggest thing I noticed was that Mandy Rose got a hell of a of a, of a rub off this.
1: Yeah. She got
0: some ring time in there tonight. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. So, I mean, uh, props to her. Uh, I think if, if we look back, since she's been on the main roster, she hasn't had that much ring time on any pay-per-view. So, uh, so that was um, Tamina, too. Tamina actually got a pinfall, whereas recent years she's been used as a jobber up until... This last injury, and uh, she's come back kind of with a little fire under her, uh, and I mean she's kind of getting a little rub off this Nia Jax thing too. I'd say. Um, other than that, I mean it. I don't know. Uh, it was a nice joke with our uh, truth trying to be the fifth member. <laughs> um, you know, of course they they went with with uh, the Nia Heat. Which, man, when she come out, massive booze. It was great. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, you
1: know, I was, I was happy to see Nia win just to keep that heat on her. Yep. And a lot of people are ang- angry about that. So, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that match went well, I feel.
0: And uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it was a good spot for it. It went well and it, it was what it was. Uh, kept the heat on Naya. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I really don't have any, anything
1: bad to say about the match no, per se. Or, so, would you have had Naya go over Asuka or would you have chosen somebody else? Oh, you know, it, it really just depends on how you'd
0: want to book everything. I mean, they've obviously. They've obviously um, given up on Asuka. And so, uh, you know, if it was me, I would want to keep pushing Asuka, but I would have kept pushing her ever since WrestleMania. So at this stage, it doesn't matter what they do with Asuka, honestly, because just like everybody else, they've kind of ruined a good thing that they had. Um, so I was happy to see that at least they're continuing this thing with Naya since she has some heat on her, uh, you know, instead of jobbing her out or, or making her look bad in any way. I really felt like if it was me, I would push the aspect of Tamina and Naya as a tag team. And, um, you know, I, I think the women's tag titles are imminent. that They're going to come around. Uh, and have women's tag titles. They need to. And, I mean, Tamina and Nia would be uh, an amazing tag team, monstrous tag team that I would build a whole division around. So I would like to see them actually kept Tamina uh, from getting pinned as well instead of just having Nia alone out there. Um, And making it, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If you make the team look even, if you make Tamina look just as bad as Naya, you don't have her uh, look like the handler or you know the the ugly sister or whatever. You have two people that you can get heat off of, and right. no matter what you do, like if you have uh, Naya versus Rousey, and you have Tamina in her corner having her back, then there's no way. N- Rousey can win, um, and you have a legitimate reason why it looks like you know she's overcoming the odds. Uh, so that that's the only thing I would have probably changed out of it. Um, I like the aspect that they had her uh, turn on her partner, uh, who was left Sasha, I believe, and and having her uh, lose to Oscar. Yeah, um, so she could be the sole winner, but I, I would have had it be Nia and Tamina. But other than that, I, I don't have any complaints about that matchup. Really, um, I think there was a few points in the match. Like it started fast, and then for whatever reason, Mickey James slowed the pace down, and there was like five minutes I might have shaved off of that.
1: It did seem to kind of drag it, on there a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, and it, it picked back up later after they eliminated a few people. But all in all, good match. I would have shaved a few minutes off of it. I would have kept Tamina in and uh, had two
1: sole survivors. All right. Um, up next, your mid-card champion match with <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, going over Shinsuke Nakamura uh, with the stop, as it's affectionately known as. Um, Shinsuke looking all wonderful in his blue jumpsuit. Is it me? Or does it look like Shinsuke's lost weight? He was looking pretty thin out
0: there. He was looking really scrawny. And I mean, Seth Rollins is no um, beef stock. You know, despite yeah. them saying how strong he is and everything, he's a small guy. Yeah. And, uh, well, to me, he looks like a small guy. Uh, but Shinsuke looked exceptionally small out there tonight. You know, I mean, he's in his jumpsuit, for crying out loud. But, uh, you know, Shinsuke's not a, a you know super muscular dude anyway. But, man, he looked tiny out there. I, I thought the same thing. He, he seemed lanky. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, I mean has he looked like that the past few weeks on SmackDown or is he? You know, I couldn't even tell you. Um, I haven't caught it, so I'm not sure. I haven't. But either. I'm just I'm curious if he's been sick or or what's going on there. Maybe it's just the the, the clothes that made him look smaller than normal. But um, if that's the case, blue is definitely not his color. Yeah. <laughs> um, the finish came yeah it, i i don't really have any complaints about the match itself uh i yeah i don't know i mean um it was a typical seth rollins type of match yeah but uh you know i enjoyed the the aspect that it was against Shinsuke nakamura i think um I think it was pretty decent. I thought that it was a big bit of a letdown that they didn't have uh, Ambrose come out. Um, you know, their their idea of continuing the storyline is just to announce that he's got to defend against him at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> so, wow. Way wow. to make me care about that
1: feud. Excited. Uh,
0: they could have at least had Ambrose in the front row or something. I guess maybe they were too scared that Enzo would have picked a fight with Ambrose. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I felt like it was lacking something. It just it didn't have that oomph to me. Um, I, I don't think it particularly mattered one way or another who won this match because both guys have just kind of been regulated down the card. Um, Shinsuke especially. I think Shinsuke himself needed the win to some degree. Um, But I don't see them taking the US title off Shinsuke anytime soon. Uh, Rollins uh, I can't say the same thing for So, I mean, it it was what it was. Again, I mean, it was a match that fit its place on the card.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Nothing – it wasn't – you know, I I don't know what it is. You know, and this – I don't know why every – and I I really hate saying this – why these Shinsuke matches keep coming off as so underwhelming to me. Well, I
0: mean, I think it's because – you have, um, for one, you have a big fish in a big pond, and when you don't feed that big fish, he's just another fish. Uh, so, you want a Shinsuke match to come off as something spectacular. You have to make him look spectacular, and I mean we've talked about this so much, but you had Shinsuke come up out for great run in NXT. And you job him out to Dolph Ziggler, who has been jobbed out to everybody. Right. And Dolph has, Dolph has talked about this. He's gone on record to talk about it. It's like, hey, you know, they want me to do this. They want me to do that. They want me to put me in a feud with Shinsuke. And they want me to make, it, make the upcoming guy look good and blah, blah, blah. But when I have not won a match on SmackDown in six months, and then I beat the guy coming in who you want to put over and build this feud up, but you beat, have me beat that guy, suddenly he is the jobber.
1: Yeah. Because – Kind of imputed upon him.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exactly what they did with Shinsuke. He never got his feet under him, uh, really. So, you know, he had that feud. He had the Corbin feud that didn't go too well. And then um, two failed title challenges um, that did not help him at all. And then, you know, finally he's U.S. champion. Um, But it's like, okay. You know, it's nothing spectacular because they haven't made him
1: spectacular that's true i mean it's all logical too it's just kind of depressing in a sense but yeah you know i I don't know i don't i don't see it i don't see it turning around anytime soon and you know that's just the nature of what wwe does for whatever reason Um, yeah sadly but yeah but you know it wasn't a bad match at all um, but we just know what Shinsuke is capable of doing. Um, but it is what it is, and that's yeah. You me, know that's the, just the theme of Survivor Series as a whole. It is, yeah. It, it is different. what it is. Um, <laughs> up next, AOP. Which, by the way, I I guess they're not being called the Authors of Pain anymore. It seems to be uh, their names have been shortened to just AOP. Um. They defeated the bar tonight
0: in a very peculiar finish. It was a little uh, me-
1: messy. You know, I, I've been
0: working around the house today and trying to clean things up and, and get things going as I'm watching. And despite being interested in watching this matchup, I just could not get into it. This is and, where I took uh, my break. Yeah, I mean, it just. You know uh the bar coming off his face in the match. And this is the biggest problem with these Raw versus SmackDown things if you don't plan it outright. You have heel versus heel almost entirely on the show. And uh you know, the bar coming off his faces almost in the match because they have to be. And um, you know, the big finish was um uh, Drake Maverick getting choked by the Big Show on the on the apron, and he pisses himself, and the bar is totally distracted and laughing, and AOP rushes over and knocks Sheamus into Cesaro and then hit their finisher, which, by the way, they almost botched. Um, I didn't catch that. Oh, uh, yeah, well, he suplexed Sheamus up, but it almost looked like he totally just powered him up, and oh. Sheamus didn't didn't help him. So it looked like once he got him up and trying to lower him back, that uh, he almost lost him. Luckily, the other guy was there, and and they did the finish. But it could have been bad.
1: You know, this was just a, a bad attempt, a cheap attempt at comedy. I think. Um, yeah, you know, I don't even think people are invested enough in AOP or Drake Maverick to care that he wets himself. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be invested when he's
0: uh, a face GM. You know, he's been a face GM yep. for most. I don't know if he has been the last few weeks or whatnot, but the last I saw, he was a face GM. How can you invest in that if you know he's a heel manager, but he's a face GM, and you see him? you know like this you're supposed to cheer for him on one show and then the other show you're supposed to boo him yep yeah. and it's just you know you're just confusing your fans even more than they need to be confused so
1: uh yeah it, the theme it's of the kind show of like is using the same is. actor in a movie for two different roles it just doesn't make sense yeah you know, why would you do that um yeah yeah, overall, this match was pretty lackluster uh, from what I saw of it. I'll admit, uh, I made myself a nice bowl of uh, bacon and bean soup. Nice. Um, it was great. It was wow. really good like bowl of soup. Um, but... Okay. After that, I'm
0: guessing was the the Robbers of SmackDown Survivor Series match?
1: No. Up next no.
0: was the Cruiserweight. The... Yes, that's right. Um... Man, there seemed to be, like, a lot of unnecessary
1: spots. I was cringing a couple times at some of the things they were doing. I
0: I get the point of trying to make Buddy Murphy look like the Brock Lesnar of 205. Um, But I think my biggest thing with this was you had massive spot, massive spot, massive spot. And then um, you have uh, the double powerbomb. You have all these big moves. And then he wins with his um, pump handle Samoan spinning Samoan drop. And I'm sorry, but everything building up to that
1: point looked vicious and the finish didn't. Correct. I mean, you know, Ali's yeah. getting thrown off of the top rope or over the top rope, you know, three times, four times, hitting the ground hard. Uh, he's getting tossed into the barricade. Um, you know, then he musters up the energy to hit a Spanish fly off of the announce table. Yeah, that one didn't make sense to me right there. It made there. no sense. Um, it looked like he banged his jaw in the yeah. ring apron at one point. Yeah. Um, so it, it was not a... Yeah. Uh, fundamentally sound match at all yeah. and this is coming from a big fan of both of these guys um, but it just didn't do it for me at all I mean both of these guys have had way better matches in the past yeah so, um, um,
0: and, and I mean I'm, I don't want to knock the match at all I, it it was what it was <laughs> I can't help but keep saying that it's the theme But
1: it, it's so true
0: but yeah, I mean, um, I think this finisher looks great. Don't get me wrong; the finisher looks great, but maybe don't do all these other power moves that look more vicious than your finisher. You know, uh, yeah. If if my if my finisher is a choke slam, then I want my choke slam to look like the worst move in the match you know, to, to give a guy. Um, you don't do tombstones and pile drivers and all these awful looking moves and then your finisher is a body slam. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's got to look more devastating. I mean, you you see a Mark Henry match and his finisher is essentially a, a power slam. You know, the world's strongest slam. It's a standing power slam. Even Brian. His, his big finisher is a running power slam. And, you know, he doesn't do all these crazy moves and mo- super powerful moves throughout the match. It's, you know, to overshadow his finisher. And, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it that's just – that just seems logical to me. Um, like we talked about, the power bomb should have been the finish.
1: If anything, I mean, that looked a lot more devastating than that. You know, it's called Murphy's Law. You know, the power right. bomb looked a lot better. It did. Uh, uh, a lot more devastating.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's more believable. It was definitely more believable. If anything, I think he should have just done the Murphy's Law and not do the power bomb. And it at least looked a little bit better.
1: As opposed to setting the bar a certain yeah. level and not reaching it at your finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, just. Well, it wasn't that great, in my opinion. Uh, I said, you know, you say you don't want to bash it. Uh, I'll bash it. It was stupid. <laughs> uh, somebody coming from who like, is a fan of both of these guys, not one of their better just, matches. And when we're bashing these
0: matches, we're not necessarily bashing the competitors. We're not bashing the wrestlers per se, yeah, but somebody the out one. there is putting the matches together, and that person's called a producer. And um, you know, I don't know who all are the producers right now for WWE, but there's some there's some problems going on out there, and uh, the sad part is the the producers are typically uh, retired wrestlers or or wrestlers that are looking to retire. Uh, I believe Matt Hardy has been uh tried out as a producer since he may not be coming back. Yep. Um I believe Jamie Noble, Joey Mercury, you know, some of these guys are are the wrestling producers of matches and whatnot and man, I don't know. Uh I don't know who's producing all these matches but a lot of them just don't seem to be cutting it for me personally. Uh and I don't know if there's just some miscommunication or if they're putting the matches together and the wrestlers themselves are interjecting or, or what the case is, but, uh, yeah, sometimes less is more.
1: Definitely. I, uh, I would agree with that. Um, so that's that what's next. Um, let me see here. I know you're dying to talk about the women's, uh, and you know that's Man. come coming up soon. I have such, <laughs> I have such a headache. <laughs> what an annoying! What was it? Eight-hour show? I don't know. Sure seemed like it.
0: It was, it was pretty bad. I know. At one point, you you had messaged me uh, asking how many matches were left. Yeah, and uh,
1: I, I really think wanted to The next
0: match was probably the men's Raw versus SmackDown match. That sounds right. Uh, you know it's. I I myself was actually confused because I was like, well, isn't Baron Corbin on the team? He looks like he's on the team. Uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin was not on the team. Um, you know I'm watch, trying to watch the match, but it it was hard to keep up. Uh, and you know I'm I'm kind of dilly dallying and doing things around the house, and I'm watching, and it's on the TV, but. You know, it you, you blink, and it's, it's something's happened that will throw you off the entire match. And at one point, there was nobody on the aprons, everybody was on the floor. Uh, next thing you know, there you have <laughs> you have Miz and Mysterio trying to keep Braun on an announcer's table for Shane McMahon to, to <laughs> kill himself. Um, <laughs> And I believe you messaged me and and you said, uh, what the hell is Miz going to do to keep him on a table? Maybe a Ziggler.
1: Yeah. But it's it's, true.
0: Yeah. It's absolutely true. I was pissed. And this could have been why I didn't realize what was going on. Because I was pissed from the get-go that they eliminated Samoa Joe within the first minute.
1: Yeah. It's like, are you freaking
0: kidding me? Yep. We've already been mad because you've ruined Samoa Joe for jobbing him out for the championship so many times. You get done with that feud and you have nothing lined up for him. You get to the Survivor Series and you have him gone. And, uh, you know, why? Why? What was... I I I'm, don't understand why you would do that. Uh, I think it was absolutely ridiculous. And it, at this stage, it's like, dude, just sending back to NXT where... We can watch him perform at least. Um, so they did that and they have Ray Mysterio. Um, he looks like a, a little midget that a bird was trying to shit out. Uh, in the ring with these guys are humongous. You know, you have him there against McIntyre and Braun and he's doing the 619 and stuff to him. And it's just, I'm sorry, it's not believable. It's absolutely not believable. And I don't just say that because of his short stature. Yes, he was a former world champion, but dude is old. The dude is in there against McIntyre and Braun Strowman. And you want me to believe that these two monsters would be taken down by Rey Mysterio?
1: I was listening to Busted Open the other day, and the big show was a guest. And he was giving... um, uh, he, he was talking about something and like Greco had mentioned, you know, what was one of the lessons he learned when he broke into the business and he said, somebody told him that he was making the mistake of bumping for guys. He shouldn't be bumping for, yeah. uh, he was told you, look, you're seven feet tall, you're 400 pounds. You shouldn't be bumping for Billy Kidman. Right. Uh, And Big Show said he had a hard time with that because, you know, he wanted to get in there and do the best he could, you know, bump for people to show respect as a new wrestler. Right. Uh, But they made it clear to him, no, you don't need to be bumping for somebody like Kidman. Uh, You need to be going out there and, you know, throwing them around. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, guys like Braun are bumping for people like Sami Zayn. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's ridiculous. Um, I get it.
0: Mysterio's been around for a long time. I was really happy to see Mysterio at uh, the, the Bullet Club pay-per-view. But, you know, me cheering for him in New Japan and at these other pay-per-views versus WWE, it's because it's a different type of match he's wrestling. And we're getting to see Mysterio do mis- Mysterio things. But in WWE, Mysterio is a completely different animal. And, you know, I I get tired of seeing just the 619 done 30 times in a match. (laughs) Uh, I don't (laughs) need to see it that often. Yep That that should be the finish, and that should be it. And, yeah, oh, I get it. You know, they're going to do the, you know, now Braun's angry. Braun catches him. They're going to do that big thing. Um, It's so
1: formulaic.
0: Yeah, it's they, they do so much. It's beyond
1: cliches.
0: Um,
1: so this match, um, what happened here? Uh, towards the end, Strowman went on to power slam and pin Jeff Hardy, catch a 619 attempt by Mysterio for a power slam and a pin, then finish off The Miz and McMahon all on his own. Yeah. Strowman, who argued with teammates in the locker room beforehand, nearly came to blows with McIntyre during the match. Balor also turned on his teammate McIntyre before being pinned by Mysterio. Um, so maybe a, a couple things teased in this match. Um, you know, I think we'll see the Braun and McIntyre feud really see, I, up soon.
0: I think they, they didn't do themselves any favors in this match. You you start out with uh, McIntyre and Braun, and they they fed into that the whole match. And what happens at the end? You kind of expect I expected McIntyre, or at least the heels McIntyre Lashley, to take Braun out and uh, take Braun out, let Shane pin pin him, and then they'll finish off you know the rest. Um, instead it comes down to the finish and suddenly McIntyre and Lashley are all giggles and thumbs up in the air. And you kidding me now? They're the, my little pony trio Uh, (laughs) It it looks completely asinine. Um, it was ridiculous. I don't see McIntyre and they're smiling with Braun Strowman. Nope. You know, I mean, uh, (sighs) Come on, let's let's be let's be real. If McIntyre is tagging himself in throughout the match and in Strowman's face, and he's so furious when he's he's getting his ass kicked, and he's looking for a tag, he's so furious that he won't tag in Finn Balor. He's got so much pride that he's not going to tag in his teammate to finish the matchup. He's not going to be happy that Braun Strowman is going to. Be the you know the guy that ends the other team. Makes he's going to want that for himself. He's going to get in there and he's going to going to uh, Claymore kick Braun in the head. Shane McMahon's going to fall on top. The rest going to count to three. Braun Strowman's eliminated. And of course Shane's not going to make the comeback from any of that. But Braun's going to roll out of the ring and allow them enough time for. McIntyre to beat the shit out of Shane and Penning real quickly and then uh, then you know
1: you you progress that feud from there and I think that's a really good point you know you mentioned McIntyre having this sense of pride Um, I think if that were true his reaction at the end of the match would have been a lot different Yeah. Um,
0: and of course the, the finish was uh after the pin, Corbin runs in and hits Braun from behind and runs like a little bitch. So even then, it's like, okay, well, here's the moment. Corbin comes in and hits Braun from behind, and McIntyre and Lashley don't get in there and finish him off?
1: You you would think it would be a big beatdown or something a little more, you know, instead of just the one shot, like McIntyre I mean, would want to
0: – Let's look at it. They have tamed Brian down so much from being the monster among men that now he's he's not he's not the monster among men now and and they've proved that because nobody's scared of him now. You know what I mean? And so it's like suddenly if they're not scared of him any other point of the show, why would they be scared of him? After he's actually gone the whole match
1: and worn out, it's a good point. I can't tell you, I don't have the answer for that, but I would definitely agree with you that he's not uh, the monster among men, at least like he used to be. Uh, so it's been watered down quite a bit.
0: Nothing else to say about
1: that match. It was just, uh, it was what it was. Up next, <laughs> a dream match. Oh, yeah, the match that has been on the marquee for at least a week now, a match that I was most looking forward to a match that transcends this thing we know as professional wrestling. ladies and gentlemen, this match will go down in history as one of the worst of all time <laughs> <laughs> irmad wrestling ever. <laughs> Ronda about. Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair via disqualification. Uh, uh, I don't know. Kick where to us begin off here. On this. You know, I'm I'm gonna take color on this. You 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 run us through it. Uh, it <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean it
0: was uh it was it was I uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they did they uh they rolled around on okay the, first of all they're rolling around a first
1: lot. of all that, that opening sequence was the most choreographed thing i've ever seen well it's it's you know it is choreographed it's not supposed to look that way but it did that was garbage <laughs> um eventually you know what happened um charlotte knocks Rousey in, with an elbow Bust her mouth open. It felt like a 15-minute like cat fight.
0: It, it did. Very much so. I mean, like I said, um, they, they, they were here and there and all over the place. And it just, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like Charlotte has lasted so long against Ronda Rousey. It's unbelievable. You know, she's showing why she's the queen of wrestling. It's like, oh, come on. I know Vince McMahon is is saying this stuff straight into Michael Cole's ear. And the only thing that would make it even better is if he was at ringside saying it into his ear with a bullhorn and Michael Cole <laughs> repeating it. And Vince going, God damn it, and <laughs> It. Oh man! It looked horrible. And at one point, it was like they were. <laughs> they it looked like they were. Uh, three weeks into a college dance class.
1: You know, that's what it looked like. Step
0: one. Step two. Step. Oh, three. Man. It. It looked very choreographed. It looked like they've been rehearsing this for for the last week or two or week or whatever. It looked like, um, I don't know. I mean, there's a few points where I'm watching and I'm just cringing for Charlotte's arm. Not because it looks like Rhonda's going to do a move and break it or put her in a submission hold and break it. It's because when they're rolling around the map and Charlotte's getting out of a hold, Rhonda still has a grip on her arm and there's certain ways the human body can't contort. And uh, there's a few spots where like, I saw one, one was in there going out of the ring and the referee like jumped in really quickly. And I, I thought uh, uh, Charlotte's arm was going to get twisted. Um, it, it just looked bad. Some of the points like, you know, Rhonda, you, you're not really trying to break her arm. Just want to put that out there. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I mean,
1: why is Charlotte in a catch position and starts the match with a a, a high angle, um, uh, like a a spinning round kick? I I What, What is she doing? I have no idea. That's about the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't think she's ever done that. Why is she going to pull it off now against somebody who could, who could, you know, actually knows how to defend herself against something like that That makes no sense. Yeah. If you have somebody like Ronda Rousey coming into the WWE who clearly really doesn't know her wrestling fundamentals. It's just a fact.
0: Charlotte, are are you going to try
1: to beat her at her own game? or Are you going to do what you're best at doing?
0: Charlotte Flair is the queen. And she can do all of these things, whether you know it or not. She is an Olympic level mega star. She can (laughs) judo and she has won a gold medal in weightlifting. I don't care if you don't have the uh, alternate facts to back it up. It is true because (laughs) Vince said so. Horrible, yeah, pretty much. It it looked, I, I, you know, I was just the whole match. I was waiting for Becky Lynch just to come out and hand out stunners. I was really wanting that, <laughs> and I think the crowd really wanted that. It seemed like they broke out in Becky chants for a couple times. Um, there were numerous chants. MVPs were the chant that was the chants. Um, my favorite was the "You Deserve It" chant at the end. Uh, but there was other chants that I didn't quite make out. You might have had the idea what the chants are. I don't know.
1: Um, towards the end? or Just throughout. Was, there was numerous chants. Uh, I I think I'd have to go back and watch. Um, the crowd wasn't that friendly to Ron. No, they were not. Um,
0: and I mean... It, it, I don't feel like it was that Charlotte was played up as the big face of the match uh, because they're both supposed to be faces. Uh, Charlotte had a couple of really good comebacks like with the flare chops and whatnot. I think you noted that she chopped Ronda's boob off at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, there she had some good chops and there was a few points like that where there was a, a nice fiery comeback. Um, so I don't, I I just don't feel like the fans were like, Oh yay, Charlotte's getting it because they would keep chanting for Becky at points. And I mean, there's the fans were looking forward to Becky Lynch kicking Ronda's ass. And I think people may be kind of onto it. Like maybe this, maybe we're right with this conspiracy theory that they held
1: off on Becky versus, Versus Ronda Rousey to a later because day. if Becky would if Becky would have been there, it would have completely overshadowed Ronda Rousey. And I think
0: that proves completely. it, you know,
1: because even
0: without Becky there, she was the star of the match. You know, they're chanting for Becky Lynch. They're they're wanting Becky to come out and and kick everybody's ass. So. This was
1: such a cluster.
0: Uh, The end was even a big cluster because how do you save it? Because Charlotte has been the golden child for Vince of the women's division. And so how do you save Charlotte from tapping out to Ronda Rousey? You have Have her her disqualified. Have her disqualified. And essentially to me, it feels like Charlotte turned heel in this match. I don't know how to play it off for SmackDown.
1: Um, I think that they should keep Keep
0: going with it. I think that uh, maybe have they will.
1: Charlotte tweeted about an hour ago. Okay, and she said, "Boo the Woo, screw you." Okay, so you know I think that's the best thing that they
0: could do was, uh, you know, have Charlotte go heel and Becky go face, and now Becky will be like, "Hey, you know, I chose you because you were the best, and you went out there and you, you know, you lost it for SmackDown, and you you know, you uh, made us all look bad." But I don't know how they'll play it up. Hopefully they will because it kind of feels like they embraced Becky becoming face when she addressed the crowd as she chose Charlotte and gave her a hug or whatever. Um, But let's talk about that finish. She gets DQ'd because she grabs a a Singapore cane and nails Ronda in the stomach. I will give Ronda props here. Ronda wants to be seen as a legitimate wrestler. She wants the respect from her peers um, and she wants to earn that stone cold status. So unfortunately, you know, this rock stone cold triple H status that she so desperately wants to attain. She's been handed that on a silver platter and nobody buys it. Now, just because she wants to get to that point does not mean she's there. And, uh, you know, I think this was her trying to earn that. And I I can, I can foresee that you know possibly beforehand uh, she told Charlotte like yeah just I can take it well on me and if that's the case then Charlotte did Um, Mm -hmm.
1: and and that was my thought too if it wasn't the case I I don't think you go out there like shit
0: is there going to be some backstage heat uh, either between Charlotte and Ronda or Charlotte and officials or whatever because man the welts were
1: coming up before Charlotte was gone. You know, I can't imagine that happening without some kind of consent. I, I can't either. And, uh, I mean, that was vicious. She was wailing on her, and
0: I, I won't give Rhonda credit here because she moves too goddamn much. Just sit still and <laughs> sell it, lady. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're you've been in the UFC for how long? When you get hurt, are you moving all around, trying to stand up and moving your head and like a little bobble doll, or do you get hurt and you're
1: (laughs) on the ground, writhing in pain? Well, it's just like after Charlotte wrapped a chair around her neck and then stomped on it. Yeah. Within a matter of two or three minutes, Rhonda's talking.
0: Don't touch me. I'm okay. I can, like, (laughs) shut up, Rhonda. Yeah. Oh my well, when god. When she put the chair she over her head, she kept looking side to side. I was like, just be still. <laughs> just let her just, do it. You're you know? supposed to be out on the mat. If you're moving your head that much, then you can get up. But there was you one point the where they right were outside back. of the ring, and uh Charlotte's welling on her, and Rhonda won't be still. She keeps moving, and she just cracked her right in the back of the head. And I was <laughs> rolling because I'm like if you were still, it would have just hit you in the back. But yep. instead, you're moving about and everything. And she just cracked her in the head. And I was like, yeah, that one's probably going to bleed. Um, she was bleeding. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure she was bleeding ben, from the it mouth. That was apparently from an elbow to the mouth. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I was – the fans were into the heel turn. Unfortunately, it was because they wanted Ronda to get her ass kicked. Um, So I mean that takes—it's just this bubble that they can't foresee these events. That you know, you, yes, the fans booed Charlotte when you had the hill turn Becky Hill turn. That's because you'd already built the fans up to cheer for Becky, as she was the ultimate underdog, and we already liked Becky Lynch, and then Charlotte come in, even though she was face quote unquote, she come in all cocky and everything and entitled and she got the title shot without really earning it. And so now they're like, oh, well, they hate Charlotte, so we'll just book Charlotte to have a heel turn against Ronda. Hey, we don't like Ronda either because it's the exact same thing. She's entitled. So it's like they did this, and they have her turn heel and kick her ass, and now the fans are chanting, thank you, Charlotte, and I'm sure as hell that Vince is backstage completely – just flabbergasted unsure of what the hell has happened. And it's like, well, obviously, you know, it's like the fans aren't necessarily sh- cheering Charlotte, but they don't like Rhonda. And the proof is in the pudding. You deserve it. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, and then booing her the complete rest of the segment, sh- you know, Rhonda Rousey, selling it. I'll give her props there. She's selling it. She's getting up. She looks out to the crowd. She says, I believe, she said, I'm sorry to a booing crowd. She makes her way up the ramp and turns around and gives puppy dog eyes to the fans as they (laughs) boo the shit out of her.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I
0: could book a better segment in my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: it just it was it it pisses me
0: off that we give so much time to this shit. When you have a roster so talented, uh, men and women's roster so talented, and the only people that you're giving time to book storylines for are people that the fans are booing. Charlotte and Rousey, the last couple pay-per-views, this is what the fans are booing. They want to see Becky Lynch in an anti-hero role. Give it to it's them. Not brand- it's not rocket search science. It's really not. Just give it to them. And I mean, honestly, yeah, sh- they want to boo Charlotte. Yeah, I get it. You turned Charlotte Hill. Thanks. But we need the the hero, we need the hero. Rousey's not the hero, so you know what are you gonna not do?
1: Well, I suspect Becky will be back in a week or two. Um, probably, yeah, she'll be back next week you and, know.
0: and cutting promos and whatnot. Guaranteed, probably. She'll be back I mean,
1: promos, I don't, I'm not convinced that she's as bad off as they're saying, yeah. So, I mean. So. I feel like this was such a cluster of a
0: pay per view. Of course, next we've got the heel champion Brock Lesnar, <laughs> who went over Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel because Roman Reigns uh, leukemia came back; he had to vacate the title. You turned Braun face again, only to job him out to Brock Lesnar. With 35,000 F5s. And so you have a face Braun chasing Brock. But at this show, you know, apparently he's earned a rematch against Brock. But now you're going to have Brock versus AJ Styles. No, wait. It's not AJ Styles. Because despite that AJ Styles has had this humongous, long-ass title reign. As stale as his ass has been the last six months, you've jobbed Samoa Joe out to he's completely worthless and ruined without a massive storyline and rebuild. Despite all of this, you strap Daniel Bryan less than a week away from Survivor Series. As you turn Daniel Bryan heel, So that we get a heel versus heel championship versus championship match. Raw champion versus SmackDown champion. And it was complete and utter bullshit.
1: That's putting it lightly.
0: You have Daniel Bryan, who nobody, really nobody wants to boo Daniel Bryan. I get it. He wants to turn heel. That's fine. Give us a goddamn storyline. A really, really good story. Not just that. You know, the two faces, and then they've kind of been friends, but they're not really friends anymore. Now they don't trust each other, so they have issues. And then one guy actually, he's going to kick him in the nuts. He's going to beat him. And it's, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. And so now we get this match, and I want to cheer, Danvers. I want to see Brian beat Brock Lesnar. And what they did is they had a a fairly decent match. And in all honesty, uh, Brian was the face, despite being a little cocky, despite mocking Brock. Um,
1: it was a David versus Goliath matchup. That he was the one building up the comeback. Brian builds up the comeback. Everybody wants
0: to see Brian win. And by all goddamn standards, Brian should have won. Because if you're going to have a heel Daniel Bryan on the SmackDown brand, what do you want to submit into everybody's heads? This is the goddamn guy to beat. And how do you do that? Is that you finally get a little bit of payoff from the millions of dollars you spent on Brock Lesnar. Because you sure as hell didn't get it for Braun Strowman. You didn't get it for Roman Reigns. You didn't get it for Samoa Joe. You didn't get it for Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins or anybody else in the goddamn company that he's faced yet. You have wasted millions of dollars. You've let people go from their contracts just so you can have Brock Lesnar show up for 20 seconds to beat Kane. Because that happened. And what do you do is you have a moment to solidify your newest heel champion as the guy that beat Brock Lesnar and you do what?
1: Brock Lesnar goes over. I couldn't have said that many better myself.
0: And it is just, it's, what are you thinking? At what point, and let's let's face it, Brian beating Brock Lesnar would be an upset. It would be a fluke. And that's exactly what Paul Heyman would say the next night on Monday Night Raw. as congratulations, Daniel Bryan. You, the WWE champion, you beat AJ Styles, you beat Brock Lesnar, and you should be congratulated for that. But make no mistake about it. It was a fluke Brock Lesnar wasn't prepared to face Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar was ready to face AJ Styles Brock Lesnar's ready to face Daniel Cormier Brock Lesnar's preparing for UFC so congratulations on your fluke win because one out of 100 is acceptable odds. One out of 100 matches, Daniel Bryan could beat Brock Lesnar. The other 99 matches, Brock Lesnar would win. We won't get that tomorrow night on Raw. Instead, That'd we will a get promo. <laughs> we will get Brock Lesnar is unbeatable. Nobody can beat Brock Lesnar, and it, this does not say face that Braun Strowman wouldn't get a rub by beating Brock Lesnar at the at Royal Rumble or whatever. It's just that you would be getting some money back from Brock Lesnar. You would get a little rub on somebody else. And there's, let's face it, a WWE champion defeating the universal champion is not a knock. This is not, it it wouldn't be a knock on Brock Lesnar's belt. It is completely, absolutely ridiculous that Brock Lesnar cannot lose a goddamn match. And, I mean, you can talk to the most egotistical of wrestlers out there, and they would say the same thing because Scott Hall knows that jobbing doesn't mean shit. Kevin Nash knows that jobbing doesn't mean anything. It's not going to knock his pay one bit. They talk Hogan into it. They're like, hey, look, you do the job. You go heal, you do the job, what's it gonna hurt? It's not gonna hurt anything. And I mean, if these guys get it, then Brock Lesnar should get it. Vince McMahon should get it. That it's not gonna damage his product in the long run at all if Brock Lesnar does a job here or there.
1: So <clears throat> but, you know I, and I agree wholeheartedly with that, but for whatever reason, I don't think that same sentiment is shared uh, in the WWE. Um, let me let me just
0: say this: they're booking Brock Lesnar like he is goddamn Masala. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, not even Masawa was Masala. That dude lost like three times his whole career, and Brock Lesnar sure as hell isn't Masawa. So I mean. To me, is it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense why you pour money into this guy and you don't get anything out of it? Because sure as hell, the returns on the pay per view product are not that good. No, you know, I mean, uh, is Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan a dream match? Yes, but it's a dream match for the consequences that Daniel Bryan is going to win. You know, we don't want to see Daniel Bryan taken out. And the few first few shots looked horrible.
1: Um, the rest of well, oh, and you know, it, it, it's a, it's a dream match in a sense that it's pretty evenly matched as well. You know what is. I mean? Like it's because it was you believable. Know, it you know, Brian, you know, he he come
0: out and he hit a few few massive knees and whatnot, and it was like, hey, he could win this. Yep. And to not. You know, I, I just feel like to not give him the win was just a, a massive flaw in their thinking because it was the same way with AJ Styles. You know, uh, are you going to have AJ lose twice to Brock Lesnar? You know, if they were smart and they continued on, uh, AJ picking up the win here would build to a nice WrestleMania match that would be the rubber match. You know, AJ versus Brock Lesnar, who's going to win? This is the this is the rubber match. Uh, to me, that would be the idea to go forward through. And then, of course, the next night on SmackDown, the next night on Raw, then you have whoever lose, have him lose to Bryan then then because then it's legitimate. Like, okay, well, AJ's coming into this match beat up. Uh, You know, so Dan Bryan beating AJ after he faces Brock Lesnar makes sense without AJ losing face. Um, Same thing if you wanted to do that with whoever beating Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar. It would make sense in that regard, but... For whatever reason, you know Vince does not seem to want Brock Lesnar to lose at all, and this is not the guy <clears throat> that's going to be around the next five years. Um, so, I I don't personally I don't get it. You know, uh, you have a guy that works works a handful of nights a year and is making millions of dollars and is he adding to your product in any particular way that you couldn't build anybody else up to do? And, nope. you know, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at McIntyre and I'm like, this dude is, he's a monster. It's believable. He's, he could go out there and destroy somebody and he's going to show up every night on, on raw as well. So, Hey, that's, that is what it is. He's cheaper, as well. So to me, of like you want to get more for your money.
1: Well, overall, a great night for SmackDown, uh, having won zero matches in Raw having won. Six. Hey, SmackDown
0: won the tag Survivor
1: Series. No, match. no, 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 no. It
0: does not count. It counts, Michael Cole. God damn it,
1: you cunt! <laughs> it counts. <laughs> Uh Survivor series summed up um by a friend of mine on Twitter. Um from Jordan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so the Republicans fixed the Survivor series and made it that our team SmackDown would lose just to get back at us Democrats for beating the Republicans on the midterms. <laughs> oh
0: okay. Well I would
1: I would argue That, you know, that could be. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry. You know, if you're listening, send me a message and tell me what you mean by that. It's very confusing. Well, see, the Smackdown. Smackdown
0: is blue. So they're the Democrats. And Republicans are red. So they're wrong. (laughs) You're probably right. See, so (laughs) Stephanie McMahon is a Republican, as are all the McMahons. Uh, so, therefore, you know, Trump probably called Vince or Linda, who's in his, his cabinet,
1: <laughs> and he was like,
0: I want, I want Raw to win because SmackDown's a really poor show. I don't really like SmackDown. I like the Raw, it's red. We like red. <laughs> Red's good.
1: Bobby, Team Red. But
0: wasn't, wasn't Bobby Lashley uh, Trump's guy? Yeah, he was. See, <laughs> see, it's right there. It's all, it's all there, man.
1: And red is just really, really terrific. Terrific. I really like red. Won-
0: wonderful. Bobby Lashley. Lashley's gonna win. The best He's color. The champion. He's the best champion of champions. I know champions. <laughs> I'm <a> champion myself. <laughs> I used to own oh, WWE. <laughs>
1: Didn't didn't he think that Vince actually blew up in that limo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh, I wish oh, he had. After... <laughs> oh, God damn it! After a show like that, you just gotta you gotta laugh because that was just really. You
0: difficult think if or... you think if we really blew up Vince in his limo, the cops would just be like, <laughs> "This is part storyline." <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could frame Mr. Kennedy, maybe. Oh, man. swaggle. Swoggle. What a, what, a, what a sad story. All right, let's touch on this real quick before we go. All right. You Enzo. texted me. I did not catch this on the show at all, so I'm not sure if it was just a blip. Yep. Enzo Amore, or formerly known as Enzo Amore. He's,
1: yeah, he's called the real one now. The real
0: one. Uh, apparently was at Survivor Series tonight. I believe he was like three or four rows back.
1: He was right behind the long-haired guy. And uh, he had his hoodie
0: on. And then apparently you told me at one point he uh, takes the hoodie off. It stands up in his chair and starts cutting a promo. Basically. And I guess the uh,
1: security. Waving his- yeah. Waving his hands around. You know, how you doing? Doing the whole shtick. Uh, security pulls him down. Apparently, some woman gets injured in the process oh. who's a fan. Now she's claiming that she has a major injury. Um, Let me guess. Enzo looking Center the, Dick Looking Picks. for that payday. What? Enzo Center Dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: I don't want to make fun of it, but. Oh, if, my God. That's if, if a wrestler does that, the last thing that you need to do is go on Twitter and. Start bearing your soul to the world about look at this, look at this, and make yourself look like a complete and utter fool. It is a serious thing for sexual allegations on both ends, and uh, I I don't think it should be taken lightly, especially if you're on the receiving end of uh, of these sexual assaults. So, with that said, uh, anybody out there is listening. If a wrestler sends you. Um, pictures of themselves in nudes, uh, go to the police, go to do whatever you got to do, but don't go back on Twitter and start posting about it and making yourself look like an idiot. Hey, she's gotten like 3,000 followers from all this. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but it does not help her case. Um, if she's looking to be internet famous, it does not help her case that somebody's doing this. And even more so because if, if, If the authorities look at it and and deem it as such, like, you know, you're just trying to get famous from this or this was doctored or this or that, and it's legit and they do it to somebody else. Well, that's on you. You know, so uh, I think it's a serious thing. And um, as I make (laughs) it's a serious thing as to make a joke about it. But, you know, don't don't be. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, Latest tweet from Real One. Apparently, you can't vape inside the Staples Center. (laughs) Did he misspell that? Well, no. He didn't didn't capitalize Staples Center. No,
0: I wasn't saying that part. (laughs) Because he had the (laughs) rape allegations. Gotcha. Can't vape. Vape. <laughs> oh, Enzo. oh you know oh and so uh, I I don't know about that guy. You know, if he was just trying to get attention from the from the audience he did. And uh
1: Well maybe he just misses his people. Maybe you know?
0: he's out there looking at Naya. Oh uh so I
1: Yeah, he's bad case of blue balls. It's been a it's, few months since, you know, no payoff or anything right? like
0: that. <laughs> I guess it, it is what it is. You know, it's a Survivor Series thing. What was what wasn't known? What wasn't announced is that a uh, big cast was actually there too, but oh, he yeah? was in the concession stands.
1: <laughs> How you doing? Give me a
0: thing of them nachos.
1: <laughs> oh man, unbelievable! So I think that was probably the most entertaining part was the point three seconds we got to see Enzo Amore Amore on. Uh, Real one, the real one on Survivor Series, muscles Marinero. Oh, he he wasn't looking soft either. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh man, well, I guess I'll we'll see what comes it, with man. that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what a, what a horrible show! Yeah,
0: that was pretty bad. So yeah, tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen there I don't know if the the universal champion will even show up I kind of doubt it do you think he needs to yeah he needs to but I don't think he will
1: Um, does it even I guess what I'm trying to say does it even matter anymore does it matter does that title mean really anything anymore It should. I mean, he has held that title hostage for a very long time. Yeah, and I don't think that title has a prestigious lineage. No, it does not. um, The joke running is that there's a curse. And you know, if if that were such a thing, maybe there is. But Uh, yeah, I I don't buy it. it The, The curse of Vince McMahon. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like we have so collectively said the rest of the show, it is
0: what it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that uh, Brock will be there. Maybe we'll hear from Paul Heyman. Uh, I doubt that even, too. We'll probably just see some highlights. Uh, And Braun Strowman, of course, will have his... You know, I'll get my title shot now, and then Corbin will come out. And they'll put this off for a while because,
1: you know, they'll they'll keep Braun away from his title shot. Well, here's the thing, though. Braun said before he gets his title shot, he wants Baron Corbin. So I assume that'll happen right in December at the TLC pay-per-view. Right. Um, and I assume the next time we see Brock will be – at the Royal Rumble in January. Yeah, that's so. that's
0: what a lot of people are assuming is that we'll see. I think Brock only has like two, two more um, pay per view matches on his
1: contract. There the you rumor. go.
0: It'll be so, it'll be the Rumble. Rumble and it'll and be WrestleMania. WrestleMania.
1: Yep. Um, God, are we already getting that close to that already? All over again. Wow. Yeah, it is that time again. Wow.
0: And, uh, uh, Fortunately, I don't know if it's going to be any better than it was last year. It sure as hell doesn't seem that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, any predictions where we go from
1: here, Raw or SmackDown? Man, I I, I really don't know. Uh, As far as the universal title, I think the whole scene's going to kind of be on pause for at least a month. Um, I think we'll see Braun get his hands on Corbin. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as AOP, um, you know, maybe we're leading up to uh, AOP and Gable and Rude feud. Which is super weird since it looked like Rude and Gable were
0: going to turn heel at one point.
1: Yep. Um, that seems to have stopped. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, from what I can tell.
0: So I,
1: I have no idea what's, what's going to go happen there. Um, uh, we're getting Ambrose and Rollins at the TLC. I don't know I've, how long. I don't, I don't care. I feel
0: like that feud is going to last a while.
1: I feel like it has lasted. I feel like it's been a feud for the past five years. And I, I don't know why I have this in my head. Yeah. It just all seems so smushed together, all of this, yeah. for some reason. Um, well, it's because at any um,
0: given point, it has been a feud between two of the three SHIELD members.
1: Right. And it's just not... Yeah. I forgot. what about something different? Like, with, you know, Seth, Seth Rollins, your Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I don't know. Tyler Breeze has been on a winning streak for the past... You know, month or two. Tyler Breeze on
0: what <laughs> show main event?
1: Right. I mean, that's the problem. You'd have to get him on the uh, You know, first. I mean,
0: <laughs> here is the thing: is that we are Some... getting we're getting stuff like you know Apollo Cruz uh, getting a a bit of a push, um, or at least he was, you know, up until like the last two weeks. Uh, so I mean, Apollo Cruz, you have. You have Jinder Mahal. You have uh, Elias. You know, there are, are guys out there that they could use in the Intercontinental Division. Listeners out there, if you're new, at one point the Intercontinental Division did not bleed over into the World or Universal Title Division. You had two separate divisions that wrestlers what? were involved in. Um, I know that's unbelievable. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. But it's true. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, Seth Rollins, there's plenty of guys out there for him to wrestle.
1: That would be fresh. And, and that's what I'm saying. I just want something fresh. This does not feel fresh. And it makes it hard to get excited about because I feel like something we've seen, you know, in some form or fashion for the past three years. Yeah. Um, Apollo Crews would be great to give him a shot. And I feel like they could have a good match together. Um, There's a a bunch of guys, you know, whether it be somebody like Elias, which, you know, uh, we've seen those two guys face each other before. But but Elias has not been able to. He he hasn't held a title yet, has he? I I don't
0: believe he's held any title yet, no.
1: I mean, so that that would be something new to actually give him a a championship. Yeah, it sure would. Um, Um, And, you know, who
0: knows? I mean, um, you know, they keep. Pushing the Braun thing, but you know, Elias is so over and has a different connection to the crowd than Braun does. Uh, you could compare it to, and I have often before, uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock, you know, with Braun more of a connection like Stone Cold with the crowd, and Elias's connection is more, definitely more like The Rock's. Sure. You could easily transition Elias into the world title picture.
1: Uh, I don't think anybody would have any qualms about that at all. I don't think so. I think it's hard to. uh, Such a natural charisma, and he's done such a good job at at getting to this point organically. Uh, None of it's been forced. They've just been giving him the TV time. Uh, And he's really, really been making the the most of it. Um, So props to Elias. Yeah. Um,
0: But I I agree with you. They could easily use Tyler Breeze. Get him in that intercontinental title picture. And I think Tyler Breeze and Seth Rollins would have a phenomenal
1: matches. They, they would, and that's what I'm saying. There's Just somebody different, somebody fresh. I even like to see Zack Ryder, oh. you know, come back from purgatory. Don't even get me started. <laughs> he never will, though. No, he, he 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 won't. You know, he what did he, he beat Jinder Mahal on main event last week or something ridiculous like that? So um, sad that gender has been regulated to the main event. And why? Because he doesn't do planches and 450s? I, who knows? Why? What is it? It's, it is, it
0: uh, is. I don't know. I mean, I thought he had a, a good run as WWE champion. It was. Uh, despite people not liking him. But you know what? He was heel. He wasn't supposed to be liked. He was a classic heel doing classic heel things. And he was given shit to work with and regulated to the middle of the card. What do you expect out of the guy? You know, if yep. you want a guy to be over, then you got to treat him as like he's over. Um, and yeah.
1: you know, what, what is it with, I, we talked a little bit about it earlier, the Lucha house party. They need to go back to 205 live. Yeah. As does Finn Balor. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't mind them coming in as a tag team. Um, but, you know, if you're a tag team, I don't know. Use your tag teams. I, I don't need to see a random tag team if you're not using all your tag teams. Um, you know, you're not using the Good Brothers. You're not using the Clones. You're not using the Revival like You should. Um, so it's like, if you're not putting the emphasis in there to have tag teams, why do we, why do we need to bring in the luchadors, you know, the lucha house party, um, 205, you know, if, if that's all it is, then I, I don't understand why we don't have, um, a show dedicated to tag teams then, you know, or why don't we have a show dedicated to the, you know, the card talent. I'm not just talking about a main event where you have two matches and you just regurgitate everything that happened on the main shows. I mean a show actually dedicated to the mid-card uh, to let these guys get seen and show what they can do, not just so You're talking about storylines. You're talking about different angles. I'm talking about and... the full nine yards. Yep. You could do the uh, TV title. You could do, uh, like I've said before, hey, you could have a network championship um Zack Ryder used to do the internet championship was his shtick uh there's hardcore t- I mean there's any number of titles that you could bring back and obviously the titles mean shit anymore so it doesn't matter if you brought another title back for uh the lower card you could even headline the show once every month with uh an intercontinental or us title defense uh, it, it would just make it seem more legitimate and give some of these guys, a, you know, a little more legitimacy and <clears throat> you could have uh local wrestlers wherever you're putting a show on as the jobbers like they used to do in the, in the old days. And, uh, sure. you know, it would make someone like a Zach Ryder look a little bit more of a challenger when he's in the ring with, you know, Seth Rollins or whoever. Um, or, you know, you're you're watching the show, you actually get to see the clones, and you don't turn on Survivor Series 2018, and you go, who are these guys? Hey, that's right. Three years ago, I saw a vignette. <laughs> <laughs> the stars of Puerto Rico. Oh, man. And then I never, I never saw them after that. <clears throat> I saw more vignettes than I saw the clones. And so true. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's part of the problem. Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know.
1: I hear you. I don't know. And we can speculate.
0: We can speculate. But... We can book how, you know, we think it should go, what would make it better. And uh, that's the fun part of it. And that's the only thing that keeps us sane in the wrestling world. And, and, you know, it's the only thing that makes me keep wanting to watch is to see if, at any stage, they make a better product. Um, you, know, I, you know, we often we often talk about it. We often get criticized about it. You know, we love wrestling, um, but we love it enough that we we actually see what's bad and we want to see it fixed. And right, you know, for. WWE, especially since they're a global company, you know, there is a standard that they should they should hold themselves to. And, you know, they should be uh, um, more than the Walmart of the wrestling world.
1: And I think that's a really good example. I think that's a good analogy. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I'm you know, I've got this awful Survivor Series headache. The, the show was crap. <laughs> I, uh, it was depressing. I, I don't really have
0: anything else. Um, um, I don't know if you want to do a Raw review tomorrow or hit something else up or talk about something
1: specific. Maybe uh, uh, the next day or two. Uh, but we, Yeah, we can do that. Um, maybe a Raw review might be... A, Something different. I, you know, I can't remember the last time we did one of those. Um, that would require us to watch the program, and that's scary.
0: So, we'll see. Because I don't really
1: do that. I don't know. All right. We'll play it by ear. Uh, that might be something to look forward to tomorrow. Um, if I'm willing to subject myself to that kind of punishment. Well, I think that's going to do it for now. Um, Unless you want to uh, complain some more, I'll save it for another time. All right, uh, and that other time will certainly be <laughs> sooner than later. I'm I'm positive. So that's going to do it. This has been a long but thorough um, Survivor Series review, and um, a, you know, a, a big festival of complaining. Yeah. But you know what? It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, But it feels good. It's very, very uh, therapeutic to complain about these things. So I can't wait to complain with you again in the next podcast. So everybody, make sure you stay tuned for more. Uh, But as for this evening, we are finished. Uh, Good night, and we'll see you later.